talk to him during it. Okay. Kick it off, Grace. Can we take a big collective inhale? Exhale. Fuck yeah. This was the best fucking episode yet. Uh, we are jacked right now. We, there's a lot of emotions. Grace, intro the podcast. Um, This is White Rice Wednesday, Woo! season 40, Winners at War, episode 6. Title, we don't know, doesn't matter. It's the best episode of the entire season. Best episode to date. Those tribals were bananas. And should we just go there? Let's just fucking go into it. Denise, biggest move of the game. Of the game. And they literally, you couldn't tee this up better. They set her up. Sandra literally said she is the only non-threat player and what did she do she got sandra out in one boat with her own fucking Fucking idol idol. bye baller move not a big threat my ass that was amazing we we are coming live off of watching this episode i just did a full sprint down our hallway we were screaming our heads off the dog the dog literally got whipped up and almost peed and then was biting us because we were losing our absolute living minds like screaming the fact that, okay, so I can already anticipate that Denise is going to catch some flack for using two idols. I say bullshit to anyone who gives her flack because what she did with her second idol, which she didn't know she needed, is she assured that her move would work. Yes. She has no idea if they split the votes between them. No idea. If you idea. have an advantage or- in your pocket and you have any iota of a doubt, use your advantage. And honestly, Jeremy is very lucky that Denise wants to build a relationship with him because him not using his advantage, I think, was a little foolish. Yeah, and uh, granted, he didn't need it, but right. that's hindsight. Still. And I would have used it, you would have used it if you were in his shoes. I think the thing is, is that she made the most intelligent bet because she is so intuitive with people. And she said it herself on the first episode. She goes, I, like, I, 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 I want to find my Malcolm. Yes. Right? That is a Malcolm. Someone like Jeremy is a Malcolm. Adam is not. He's way too swarmy. Calculating. And calculating and strategic. Like, Jeremy is somebody... He... She is his ally the whole time. Now until the end. It's like, as Denise is... Or as Jeremy is to Denise, as Fishback was to Jeremy in his season totally. that he won. Completely like, loyal. Completely and- loyal. And uh, somebody asked either Brian or you, I think it was Brian, who said, is he going to be mad? Like, he voted for Denise as well. And it's kind of like she didn't include him in the plans, and now you bet your ass they're thick as thieves. Totally. And I think Denise will understand... Yes, I that, think she will too. ...that Jeremy was put between a rock and a hard place and why he did what he did. And also, I think... I actually think it was smart that Denise didn't include him on her plan. Yeah, I do too. I think... And now she can take... Nobody can full take ownership, that, Full ownership of that giant move is fully hers. She got a, one of the biggest threats, two-time winner, with their own idol with a single vote. vote. Massive resume builder. If she Massive. makes it to the final three, that's huge. And you know there's a merge coming, if not nepa, next episode, the one after. They gave us very little in scenes for the next. That, that tribal was amazing. I wonder what she, Jeff was thinking. He was probably, he had a chub. He for sure was pitching. Not was for wild. Denise, but for the gameplay. Yeah. He was pitching. His producer's dick was going off. If not full chub, semi-chub, full chub. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going right to the chub talk early on in the well, episode. 
Okay, right, I feel let's, like let's we, yeah. go back. We're okay. going to walk it back. We had to get we our to get adrenaline off. out of our system because we're coming at you live. Literally. Live. My heart rate's gone down. Yes. We watched that episode and turned on the recorder. And now let us go back to the beginning. I almost had a panic attack because I wasn't sure if I press recorded. And I couldn't re- I couldn't redo that. Is it recording? Yeah. Oh God, thank God! But I couldn't, I couldn't redo that enthusiasm. That was some. No, genuine my heart rate is just like leveling enthusiasm. out right now. God, I love this game so much. All right, we finally found out what the Green Tribe is called. They're Yara. Yara. Who cares? We're still gonna call them Green. Green, tri- <laughs> lime Green Tribe. Yeah, lime Green. Um, we open up at their camp. They're happy on a high. Uh, some quotes were, "Teen, we're like teenagers with no parents." Ben said the re- he's playing with good people that he likes. The reason Rob was voted out was a lack of respect, which is valid. I agree. You don't respect people's gameplay. These are you said it a million times, Mr. Rob, in your interviews that these this is all winners, but you didn't treat them like they were all winners. No. So I concur with everything. Um, Found it interesting that Adam. Even though everyone else is on a high that Rob is gone, Sophie, Sarah, and Ben, Adam is immediately turning and spinning about how he thinks he's the bottom of the three. Yeah, he always is strategizing. I think that plays against him. Sometimes the best strategy is to not strategize. Yep, and, and just be... He can't just turn be. it off. He can't turn it off. And I I feel like he's, he's whipping himself up a little too much completely that being said his interviews and his style of play has driven so much of the story for whatever tribe he's on and now that there's a lack of strategizing he's like completely looking like a almost a fool with how much he's he's turned on and the wheels are moving so then it goes to edge which looks to be more and more like a party yeah Tyson, Danny, Amber, Rob, Natalie, and Ethan. Yeah. Six people on edge. That sounds like a fantastic... Sounds like some good campfire stories to me. Some good campfire stories. Once Tyson gets there, it's just like silliness ensues. Yes. He... So then they have that... They just have a saga of people looking for a token. Because Tyson brings back an advantage from... Sale mail, not tree mail. <laughs> Wait, is that what it's being called? I just said that. Did you coin that? Maybe. Sale I'm sure someone else funny. has said this. Okay. So sale no, mail. No, you heard it here first. I'm coining sale mail. Tyson <laughs> brings up a log from sale mail, and basically it says, um, if you want to find a fire token, you have to go to the edge, and the time of day has to be just right, and you have to turn a bunch of stones to find what you're looking for. I immediately thought tide when I heard that. Because the phrase tide, that stuck I thought, out to me was time as well. I thought tide. Um, I didn't think like cliff edge, like how Rob was thinking. But yeah. Rob basically brought them all to the top of the mountain. I, th- I thought it wasn't a bad idea. wasn't a bad idea. Yeah. But Tyson immediately thought about time and how one thing that changes at the edge is the tide. So... Tyson finds the um, advantage, which is an idle nullifier, meaning that, that if you have that advantage and you played at tribal against someone who plays an idol, their idol no longer counts. And this has been used twice, 
and it has been used correctly both times. So it's proving to be a very powerful... If played correctly. If played correctly, which it has been. Um, Tyson's hilarious when he's secretly getting his advantage that he's eventually going to sell to Parv, which they do in a very quick cut. I like yeah. how concise they were with that. Yeah. And he says things like, I'm going to... Rob sees me, and I don't want him to know this, so... I tinkle and then stuff the advantage in my man panties. I'm just like, he's like always fucking around. Like he's never not messing around. I I follow him on Instagram and he posted today a DM from somebody and it says, hey, I'm going, I've always loved your game. It was Nick. Casting members. That's the punchline, Grace. Oh, sorry. It. I'm sorry. The, but the point is, it is the, the, it says, I'm going through the casting process. Um, they said to watch Robin Tyson interviews. Do you have any pointers? And he says, be yourself. Be 100% honest. It says, if you're talking to your closest friends. And then it says, and then hit, Tyson's caption says, my advice changes lives. And it's just from Nick Wilson. Like Who from two made years the show. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Made the show. Juan is currently playing on the show. So I just thought it was funny. He's just always messing around. Um, and then he spent it on peanut butter, which you and Brian said is stupid. I think it is. I kind of disagree. I just, I think now, this is actually the first episode where I feel like fire tokens as a concept has been the most discussed. Yes. It's kind of just been this thing like, how are we going to use them? What's yes. going on? So now that... His choice to spend his fire token early on in the episode, I thought was stupid, and I still think is stupid now based on how I'm seeing how other people are using fire tokens. Yeah, okay, so I... If he gets back in the game. Sure. I hear you in that. I think my instinct is often to go to that. Mm -hmm. I also think that less attractive moves, for instance, stepping out of a challenge... For food. Yeah. Preserving, like, strength for food. Or just, like, the mental... Like, the mental part of being famished. Yeah. And of just pure energy. I think it's constantly underestimated. And it's really easy for us to sit on the couch... And be like, And be oh. like, why would you pick food? Yeah. When in the reality is, I've been hiking for hours at a time I've done 20 miles up and down mountains and I've seen the difference like 300 calories can make in my mental capacity my physical capacity so while it's not flashy I I don't necessarily think it's a stupid move I just think it's the less like in America we're like work hard grind like outwork your opponent outwit your opponent when sometimes like rest and restoration and simply calories is the smarter move. Right. If not the flashier or the more ego-driven move. So that's my slight argument for maybe it wasn't as stupid as it looks to us right now. Yeah, and if he thinks he's going to be, and to your point, now that I'm thinking about it, if he's going to be on edge for a while, there's definitely going to be more opportunities for fire tokens. So yeah, and he might as well, if he can, use one and get something that will make him feel better and make being stuck on a little island better than exactly and he said it he said i'm happier and and i'm doing something sneaky and i'm just better if i have this and it's like good on you for knowing that i think it'll make a difference i don't know i think he's a genuine challenge threat to our starving girl nat so let me move to the challenge yeah very very 
interesting challenge. First of all, when Jeff brings the tribes in, massive reaction mm. for the tribes finding out Rob Huge. has been voted out. The biggest, he says. Of course, he makes a point of saying that. Yeah, it's like the biggest reaction of the season. Um, Parv looks pissed. Rightfully so. Yes, rightfully so. And um, Wendell... So this is an interesting sort of micro story that happens throughout Wendell, Wendell on this Wendell, Wendell on this episode. If you rewatch it, this episode, which I haven't done, I'm just speculating because of my notes. There are a number of things that they intentionally leave in the edit of this episode that paint Wendell out to be kind of arrogant, dick. Yeah, like, for example, they start with this challenge when he's going to throw the head to Jeff. And Jeff's like, you're going to throw that? And it's it's amicable ba- banter. And yet, it's like, oh, somebody who's a little too comfortable or a little too arrogant would do that. And then uh, immediately, because Wendell's socially very smart, he kind of backtracks. He's like, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. Like, yeah. you know, it's like immediately respectful. And he's like, I want to see this back again, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, oh, that's a somewhat arrogant thing to do. Like, here you go. Just like you're like tossing a head of an idol, whatever. I don't know. I just thought that's an interesting little thing that they kept. Um, and then Jeff announces. It's a double vote. Double out. vote. So only one tribe out of the three tribes can win immunity at the challenge. It's an immunity and reward challenge, and only one tribe, the first to finish, will be safe. The other two must go to tribal. And so it's um, in a peanut butter and jelly reward. So, reward. Which yes. Sophie guessed. I was surprised by that. Yeah, she's so smart. That little smut of pants. She smelled it. Um, yeah, she probably did. Um, okay, and so no surprise here, Sandra and Michelle sit, and throughout the challenge, they start by swimming to boat a boat with rice, and then they have to drag the rice, and then they have to shove it through a hole. It looked hard. It looked really hard, like just a bag of wet rice, but... Heavy bag of sopping wet rice, <laughs> shoving, shoving it, it through a hole a that's too small... small. And then climbing up over the wall. And then lugging the sopping. So the rice is already heavy to begin with. Then imagine when the water seeps into the rice. Yeah, and makes the bag so ten times heavier. heavier. Well, yeah. It's hard. Everyone was gassed. Everyone was gassed. And then red team was a bit behind. To call was not good. But not by much. You know. They it was like of, a two minute yeah. lead or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they had to stab the rice they, bags to get balls out. Which was like. Kind of vicious. Weird. It was weird to it was see like people somebody were like stabbing. on TV just fucking hacking away. Yeah. It looked like Ben was getting some emotions out when he was stabbing his bag. He was good at it. He just cut right through. Like, it's probably like army he, knife skills. That's what I mean. You could tell that he really knew what he was doing with that. Um, Deuce, are you trying to get a toy? He's getting a toy out of his toy bin. Okay. He, he picked his chewy toy. I'm going to... Take him on a walk after this. Okay. Um, and then everyone looks dead by the time they get to the puzzle, which we've seen before. Or not yeah. the puzzle. It's a... It was a table maze. It was a table maze where you had to get three balls in the middle of the So maze. it's a handheld table maze where there's basically two ropes attached to either side of the table maze, and you're maneuvering with your arms to get a ball into the center of the table maze and fall into a little hole. Oh, yeah. And one side note is when uh, 
back up a little bit when the boat, when Yule is lugging rice mm-hmm. over the boat to Parvati, Grace said Yule's hot. And he I did. Just he have was. to say that he looks like he weighs like 70 pounds. Like, okay. he, and then Grace was feeling that He was moment. handling the rice super well. <laughs> yeah, Grace, Grace saw some things she I just, liked. I just like Yule. Um, and then I just laughed at also Jeremy saying, where's the knife? Like, he was just fucking out of it. Yeah. Okay, move on to the puzzle. So, Nick starts with for the blue team for the puzzle. Sophie starts for the green team with the puzzle. And Jeremy starts on the red team. It quickly switches. Uh, Jeremy's not doing well, so it switches to Kim. Nick gets a ball. And then Wendell takes over from there. So you have Wendell, Sophie, and Kim working on this table maze. And Sophie's slow at first, but then she pretty quickly gets the hang of it. Yeah. And she crushes it. Yeah, she was awesome at it. She stayed really calm. She stayed very calm. And Wendell was a little cocky at one point. Again, sowing the seeds of that episode. And he says, watch this, Jeff, under his breath. And he doesn't get it. It drops through the table. And Jeff's like... Wendell talking smack, talking smack, and still loses the ball. And it's like that. Like if Jeff scolds me, I don't know, but I would be so nervous if I ever got on a season and I like talked smack and Jeff scolded me. I wouldn't. Also, that's not the first time that Wendell's been cocky. Remember in his season how he was like thought he finished that puzzle and then they lost. Yeah, he he almost went home because of that. The only reason he like the only reason he didn't go home is because Laura won and she felt bad. She didn't want to send him home on a home on a technicality. Little did she know. Little did she know what decision um, she would have to make. Yeah. So I I, I really didn't like that comment of Wendell saying, "Why do you need to say that? Just focus." That yeah. tiny amount of just like you just shit talking, just put towards your game. You guys could have won. Yeah. It just seems silly. I was very happy um, Yara, a.k.a. Green was Tribe, too. won. They, Sophie really wanted that PB&J, so I was happy for her. And also, I'm like, they've just been kind of kicked, so I'm fine with them, kind of all of those four players staying in the game. Yeah. Ben, Adam, Sarah, and Sophie. Same. Same. And I like seeing a woman finish out a, yeah. on something like that. Totally. Um, okay, so then they cut to Sele, and Parv is accurately reading... The threesome of just saying, like, it's a pretty tight-knit three. And Nick seems pretty bummed. And the girls immediately identify Nick as a potential crack, which I think was really well spot spot on. And Parv was even looking at the body language of Yule. She was, like, as nice as he is. He's crossing his arms and legs. Like, there's just nothing there. He's not open. Whether he's being kind about it or not, she's like, that's not somebody that's going to crack. And I'm just like, God, like, everything she does is socially intelligent. Separately, outside of this game, she is a certified yoga instructor and I think does, like, energy reading and stuff. So I'm sure she's bringing that also into her game. She is. And it's such a different... I mean, it's the same Parv, who I just love. She's one of my favorite players. But it's, it's a totally matured, evolved version mm-hmm. of her, which is just, like, really lovely to see play in the context of Survivor. Um, and then Michelle what? goes to Wendell. This was this was kind of fireworks, this little combo that they had. I mean, they clearly did not – whatever they had outside of the game did not end well. That much is clear at this point. 
and Michelle is not wanting to put Parv down because they've formed a relationship. So she throws out a plan to Wendell that I don't think was necessarily bad. It's a plan. But for Wendell, it means that Michelle would write down his name so that she could win Parv's fire tokens. And so I think for Michelle, she was trying to make a strategic move to Wendell to be like, hey, these fire tokens can help us. I don't think she presented it well. So Wendell reacted very strongly and said, no, I don't want that because that means another vote on me. And that's just not good. Oh, and he's just, he's so defensive. Super defensive. Her. He's very closed off. You immediately see him clam up. And but that, it, I think, it's never good to tell someone I'm going to write your name down. No. In any context, no matter how tight you are. I think it's a weird... To Michelle's benefit, though, I if the way. edit is true to the way that it is showing, she is the first one to kind of plant the seed that a gaining token. fire tokens yes. could be advantageous in the game. Yes. Which then Wendell picks up and takes to Parvati. Which is like, I, I just can't get over how fucking good Parvati is in this game. Like, yeah, she's really good. Spoiler, she ends up getting voted out, which is really sad, but it's kind of amazing to watch her say all I needed for him was to make a mistake and say I did this and I traded two fire tokens, or I was willing to trade a vote for two fire tokens and then she immediately she goes to work. She spin that story with yes. Nick and with whoever else and she might music, have an option like with. And the music, like the temple siren music that yeah. they were playing, it was like, God, I, I need someone who knows those instruments like you probably do right it was like like it was just it a sitar it could have been i don't know but it was very like seductive of course and then they have that weird shot of them on the trees but they're on the, on the swing yeah. that was so weird but but the the tension of it all it was palpable it was very good oh so good and then you just watch parvati just charm people and say very logical and she, sound things. And we know already from last week and from comments this week, Nick is a little bit on the fence. And yeah. he has admitted that Parvati was his idol he when keeps, he was in high school. He keeps saying high school crush, and yet I think it very much so might be an active like a current, crush. Yeah, even agree. I think he's married. Newlywed. And she's also married. What did you get? A chapstick. Uh-oh. This one, good chapstick. Brad, can you hand me that? Deuce. Thank you. Um, so then we move over oh, to... Wait, 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 hold on real quick before we move on is... I liked what Nick said. Oh, I was hoping he would flip so bad. I liked what he said about Parvati with his potential ration for betraying his alliance. And it was, Wendell is, which is spot on, a more... He always seems like he's not playing, but he really is. Under the radar. Yes, under radar threat, whereas Parvati is a very visible threat. And it's yeah. like, what kind of threat do I want to play with? I thought that was a very astute remark. Yeah. Okay, and then it goes to Decal. Shut up. <laughs> Decal. Decal. Oh, I've never been good at and pronouncing things. And we, um, we get blessed, truly blessed, <laughs> with another Tony Spy Shack. <laughs> the way that they zoom in with, like, one cockeye Like, out. one. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't, I can't say for sure how long he was in that Spy Shack, but yeah. from what it seemed like for the rest of the tribe, Hours. it was a while. Yeah. And I wrote down, how is this working again? Because I thought people were going to dish, and the reality is... Sandra was on it pretty damn quick. She knew. And 
which is good of her. Like, her intuition is, well, at the beginning, her intuition was very good. And I, I was shocked that people didn't realize what he was doing, but they did. They, they caught just, on. Yeah, they once, hush-hush. once Sandra put that Started out there. Started tweaked, yeah. But I think it's also, like, one thing about Tony that I've noticed is that he is very, um, he's very easily whipped up he's and he neurotic. kind of he's neurotic he becomes a tornado yeah. and like that is not somebody who i personally would want to work with in the game yeah and i think kim is feeling know. that stress yeah. you can clearly see once he does emerge from the spy shack that like kim is like what are you doing well, if you just look like she, like that energy is completely antithetical to her energy yeah it's they're they're opposites completely so I, it makes sense that she's inching closer and closer to flipping. Yes. And what is so interesting is that before we knew the amazingness that was about to unfold was I kept writing Denise. Good, good, good. I, I don't have no any more than like five words on my page about Denise. Good, good. So smart. Good, good, good. That's when she was talking about... I'm going to play the role of, oh, just help me, you know, woe is me. And yeah, she plays that role so well. I think she did a great job when she was having a conversation with Sandra and Kim and basically just saying, like... Let me plead my case. Yeah, here's my case. I'm not a physical threat. Um, I can she be, is. She's I could jacked. be a solid number, and I will write down any name that you want. And I think it was pretty um, compelling for Sandra and Kim. And Jeremy had a similar conversation, it looked like, with Tony, Kim, and Sandra, where he was also willing to write down Denise's name. And I think at that point, when you're at two, in this point in the game, there is sort of this unspoken bond where it's like, hey, "Hey, we're both trying. It's either going to be you you or or me. me." Michelle and Parf had that understanding, I think, So it's like, I don't, I think both of them probably really had talked about it and said, like, I don't want to write down your name, but I'm probably going to have to, and vice versa. Sure. That's why I think it was very okay that Denise got all the votes. Yeah. And the, the Jeremy and Denise are going to move forward. Um, I've, I've said this multiple times. Almost every time Denise gets screen time, I'm so impressed with her skills as a professional translating yeah. over to the game. People trust her so easily and they talk to her. Yep. And she does seemingly minimal talking, which what a gift in this game to get people to chat but to not have to give a lot. And it's weird because people kind of equate that sort of nurturing relationship with weakness. Yeah. And look how powerful it is. I think her just being such a good listener is really um, getting her further in the game because yes. people are willing to just, even if it's not something that's going to be beneficial for Denise, she's still getting people coming up to talk to her just because she's a good listener and, it's like, hey, I understand. This might not be in my favor, mm-hmm. but I understand. And being calm about yep. it, too, I think is also really helping. And and non-threatening. Whereas when Kim, I think, has similar attributes, but she comes off as threatening. Right. And then um, on the flip side of that, somebody who's also like that, but in a much different energy, kind of like a more bro energy, is Sarah. Yeah. I, I think it's just like, it's a really interesting um superpower that's emerging with these people that are doing really well in the winners at war game i mean admittedly the biggest thing that happens on the decal beach before tribal is that sandra approaches denise and says i'm willing to work with you and keep you in this game thinking from sandra's perspective that she's going to make a big move yeah give 
Denise, her idol that she has to play at this one because she's feeling so safe and so confident yes. in, in her three of from the beginning, Tony, Kim, and Sandra, yeah. that she strikes a deal with Denise to give her an idol in exchange for two fire tokens. And and she's thinking one or two steps ahead. She's not thinking about this tribal, which is you can't do you, that. Grace and I always say the second that you feel you're, you're comfortable, good, you're that's home. a red flag. Like you, something is up. Yeah, don't stop playing. Yeah. Because it's, it's, we see it time and time again. Anytime somebody thinks they're comfortable, they go home. Right. Um, so Sandra's di- like telling this brilliant master strategic plan to Denise. Brian is, Brian's sitting next to us saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I would flip that shit on Sandra in a second. Like, and then... So we're like kind of reacting to this master plan that Sandra's trying to, to sell through. Yes. And as it's happening, Kim walks up and without missing a beat, Sandra switches and starts talking about cookies. I'm like, you're so swarmy. Yeah. She's so sneaky and good and fuck, that's good TV. Yeah. God, she is so like... Like conniving the, like it's like it feels so natural but like the conversation just switched to the like sandra talking about cookies and, and she's cupcakes. like oh what i would do for a cupcake and then even she, and she sells just, it to kim who's smart and kim yeah. just listens and keeps walking yeah like oh god that was good and then to um, denise's um one more thing yeah. on denise playing this super well also is that she says sandra yes let's do this deal I will give you one fire token now and one after tribal. So that move, that fucking slay move, cost her a fire token, and then she got an idol, and then she played her other idol. Yep. And you can bet your ass that she's going to go find... I'm calling it right now, next episode, she's going to go find the idol again. Or Jeremy's going to find the idol and try and work something out and pay her back at some point. Yeah. Okay, so... This is hard because we just left a Calls Beach and now we're going to Sele Tribal, but let's just get Sele out of the way. Yeah, okay, so... Oh, no, there's a lot going on in this. So, um, they... they, Then it goes into Tribal and we have two Tribals. Fucking buckle your seatbelts because they start playing like Lord of the Rings. It's like like Battle of Helm's Deep drum music. Can Can I attempt to do it? Because I yeah. had it, I memorized it. I put oh, music oh. is scary. It was like, dum, dum. Wait, let me. Okay, let me do it with you. And I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the. Um, because they would. They had moments of silence. Yeah. And they had um the fire torches flapping in the wind. Dum, <laughs> dum. It was like it was like super scary. What? <laughs> I I wrote that down. I was like, wow, this is. I wrote Helm's intense. Deep from Lord of the Rings music. Um yeah. and then. Nick's face, I wrote, he does tribal very well. Um, you think? I do. I thought that he's very political. He's very um, good at kind of walking a middle line and still not giving away his strategy, but also being open to other strategies as he very much so was on the middle of the road. And I think his point about... All people, all these people won, or Michelle said all these people won for totally different reasons. But I think his observation that Wendell and his seasons are way more cutthroat than the old school players. And 
recognizing that your style might not be the style that wins in a jury where every single player is going to cast a vote for the two million dollars like i think that's a fair point to make and he said it in a way that was lawyerly and not if ben said the same thing you'd be like ben ben chill whereas he comes off as so composed when he when he talks and and then on the flip side michelle just she can be really I'm impressed with how stoic she can be when she's clearly going through a lot emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was not her strongest tribal, but no. she was she knew she had to do something that was going to be hard for her, so yeah. I get why she was emotional. And then it kind of goes into a little bit of Wendell bashing, which I counted he rolled his eyes four times when a woman was speaking. He didn't handle that well at all. No, it was evidently very clear his season ghost island was very boring to yeah. me and he dominated it with his who was his alliance member what was that guy's name uh um dom dom who was quite the strategist yeah and just kind of an ass yeah and i i whenever somebody rolls their eyes it's contempt like you're you're assuming you're better than somebody. someone else it's like yeah. a very bad habit I think I I know I have it and I try to break it um but he rolled his eyes so many times at whenever somebody was talking about his strategy or his own words and it was just so clear to he me he also how wasn't really letting Parvati speak which was a problem for me yeah. I'm like let her get her thought out and then you can interject and and I thought how rare it was in his season that the heat was turned up yeah this high I think oh, yeah. he's and I, used to coasting. Totally. So we didn't ever see him have to have a reaction like this. Right. I will say that I did kind of like when they brought up that he and Parvit had a conversation about um, exchanging tokens that he was like, Jeff was kind of like, so is the offer still current? Does it still stand? And I kind of liked that he was like, yeah, it still stands. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was. I think it destroys his character with you and Nick because guess what? Out of the three of them, he's the bottom of that. They don't trust him at all now. They, they saw what it took. That's how much you can trade my alliance for. Two tokens. Two, two tokens. All right, fuck off. Yeah, I guess that's I would have voted his ass out then. I just liked it for spiciness of tribal. I uh, for sure always love the spice. Usually when I'm speaking for his I'm long from a for his long game, not great, but he's already Michelle doesn't like him. Nick is already doubting. Now Yule is like, okay, final nail in the reliable. coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Yule it had an interesting he really sat back in that tribal. Yeah, I think he's not, he, he doesn't do often. He doesn't do often, but I think he knew that he this was not his battle to fight necessarily. Right. And also, like, why even speak up right now if my name could get just tossed in this yeah. cluster? So yep. I think he had a really great, um, especially since he could have been vulnerable quickly if those four decided to flip against mm-hmm. him or Parv named Yule and Wendell took her token offer, then he could have gone home. So, like, I thought that he... You know what I mean? Like, he did a good job of just sitting back and kind of absorbing tribal and not bringing attention on Yeah, himself. which is hard to do in such heightened State. stakes. Um, God, I really wish Nick would have flipped. I think he was close, and I think Parvati was, to the best of her abilities, very good at exposing Wendell's character yeah. in this context, which immediately is i'll stab you in the front i'll stab you in your back cockiness like he's and and a huge stone wall like he is not letting people in and he's 
allying with people who aren't requiring a lot of him emotionally. Yule is not requiring a ton of him because Yule is so like independent, I think. Yeah. Nick is not requiring a lot of him because he understands him in the sense that they're both recent winners. Like yep. I think it's interesting that Wendell has a very strong alliance with two men and then his season he went to the end with a man. Mm-hmm. Very strong alliance. And I, I just I think it's interesting that he is having trouble he's having trouble connecting with women and that his relationship is being brought into this. I think he's very uncomfortable with it. Yes. I agree. I concur. Okay. And then they all vote. Yeah. Two Wendell, three Parv. She goes home. Gives her three tokens to Michelle. If she wouldn't give them to Michelle, who would she give them to? Great question. Who's left in the game? Sandra? Yeah, maybe. Who does she get? She doesn't... Not Tony. Maybe Jeremy? No, I don't even think she's... Someone from her old tribe. So Jeremy, Denise, Ben, Adam. Jeremy or... Denise, I bet. I'm kind of happy that Michelle got both of her tokens. Yeah, makes sense. Makes um, sense. I just was thinking through that. I was like, if not Michelle, because Michelle did end up voting her, who would she have given them to? It's kind of crazy how all the quote-unquote, or like a majority of the quote-unquote old school people are now at edge, with the exception of Natalie. It's because the novelty of them. Like, this game is... is predicated on the players that played before so like whether they're better players they just people are perceiving them as threats the game has been built on those people's shoulders right so naturally they're gonna just look like bigger threats totally um and the fucking old schoolers are not banding together you know what i mean like sandra's trying to throw tony under the bus right like they didn't they didn't work their numbers no they're not they're not the only one really doing that who's old school Who's not even really old school is Yule. Is Yule, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, I wouldn't even consider Yule old school because but he's, he's not been a part of that clique. He's, yeah, he's not part of the clique. He's only played once, but yet seasonally he's old school. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bye, Parv. Enjoy Edge of Extinction. We love you so much. And then Tribal, which we already went over. Jeremy had some fucking hilarious one-liners. The music was unreal. And wow for Jeremy not leaving. I honestly was a little... I was nervous. Um, If that didn't work out perfectly as Denise played it and they split votes, he could have been in trouble. I wonder why they picked Denise. To put votes on? Yeah. Like, why Denise over Jer? Because Tony wanted Probably, Jer. Jer, yes, because yeah. Tony wants shields. shields. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I thought that was really nerve-wracking. Jeremy's going to fucking win. I hope he does. We had a, we had a, Grace had a five, six, seven, ten person um, Snapchat FaceTime, like, ten minutes before Survivor started, and I obviously commandeered that. Joined in. That, co- they literally took her phone and somebody asked me who's going home tonight and I said, I don't know, but it cannot be Jeremy. Not this week. Not, not ever. tonight. And fuck, that was close. 
Jeremy is such a joy to watch. Yeah, he's such a good soul. He's just, yeah, I just want the best for him always. Always. And I just think it was huge. I think Denise sees that in in him also. And I think yeah, it was huge she him. that she made that move and sacrificed one of her idols, which she technically didn't need to do. But massive show of trust, massive play to pull Jeremy in as a solid number from this point on. Oh, and the way... I couldn't agree more. And the way they edited that. Jeff, one more thing. Yes. Ugh. I start... We There was a solid... 10 seconds of screaming? That's generous. Yeah. Like three minutes of I just mean, howling. Like I threw my heathen. padfolio. Oh, Dan's padfolio got thrown. Dan Koontz's padfolio got thrown in a fit of excitement. And, and I then, ran down our hallway as fast as I possibly could. And then Deuce started eating it. Deuce ate my notes. It was it was chaos. It, it was, was chaos. Oh, it was God. chaos cast. This it was chaos cast tornadoing through our basement in the best possible way. Yes, that is like fuck. That was a good episode. I need to limit how many f bombs I drop. We can start um, boinking them out. I, you could boink. I'm not gonna boink. Yeah, it's I true. do it's the too much work. Minimum on, on <laughs> editing uh, these. Podcasts. I don't edit it. I throw on that weird track before, and I forgot on the last one. <laughs> Did I tell you my coworker said it feels like you're walking into a temple? Yeah, that's like kind of what I'm going for, but I like I don't know how to change it. I like it. I think we should leave it. Okay, well I'll remember to do it on this episode. Um, so before we cut this, um, stats. Yeah, let's stat it out. So first of all, Sandra Diaz Twine is going to Edge of Extinction, which is huge, and Parvati. Those are the two people that got out. Parv, like, what? Parv, Rob, and Sandra, and Tyson, and, Tyson. and Ethan. And Ethan. Well, Ethan's more all. I mean, all of the old timers are sitting at edge with Natalie, our young, sweet Nat, who's going to get her ass back in this game. She, Nat's go, Nat or Tyson, calling it right now. Or both. I'd if, be happy with either. Oh, yeah, if they take a man and a woman. Well, anyways, they're all at edge. Well, Massive then, vote out. Sandra gets voted out with her own idol. idol. With one vote. One single vote. Who's the motherfucking queen now? Oh, Lord. Queen Denise. Queen D! Okay, so question. What happens? Parv is sent to Edge of Extinction. She had an idol nullifier. What happens to it? Yeah. It goes... It with goes, her? It... I, yeah, it could. That's a or great like, question. Because... That's a great question because she doesn't legacy it to anyone, no. and so she maybe could she get back in the game. So, so maybe she just takes it. it. Yeah, Denise has no idols left. She had one. She got one from well, Sandra. She, now she has none. She just has a loyal foot soldier. Now she has Jer. Jer still has his leave tribal, but no vote advantage that only he knows about. Oh, and I already said it, but I'm calling it right now. I know you're doing a stat off, but mm-hmm. I just need to say I'm calling it right now that Denise is going to find the idol in the next episode. I would love that. Kim has an idol. Sandra is sitting on edge. She she ain't got nothing. Sandra ain't got shit. She got and she gave her token to Yule, which we're which happy about. I'm happy about that, but that was kind of random for me. Yeah. Um. Sophie has an idol. Sarah Lucina has a steal a vote. Tyson has peanut butter. <laughs> and Natalie has four fire tokens. And then Rob has zero. Tyson has zero because um, of the PB. And 
Amber, all those other people have can have one. Have one. Yeah. From the logs. So Nat for sure has four. It's not three. I think she has four. Because Log, Jeremy, Sandra, Sarah. Sarah. That's yeah, four. she's got four. Fuck yeah. Um, and then in the game, Michelle now has three, three fire tokens. So she might have the most currently still active in the game. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's the rundown of this episode. This is my favorite episode of the season so far. This is a fa- every single episode. I mean, episode if you're going to get a double vote fire. out, it's going to be fireworks. I mean, this was just... This was just the most quality... It was fantastic. You just see didn't you see a player who hasn't done many moves execute a beheading perfectly. Oh god, it was like the of the Sandra Twine Diaz. Sandra Diaz Twine. Two-time winner has an actual statue built of her gets voted off with her own idol. And that is Natalie Anderson, and it all comes back to Nat, because that is Natalie Anderson affecting the game with her first, her, her second decision on edge. Hmm. Interesting way to think about it. Uh, it always goes back to Nat or Jer for me. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. All right, peeps. Everyone stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay positive. We love you. If you need recommendations on which seasons of Survivor to watch um, during during this social isolation. List two. I'll list two. um, Some of my favorites are Blood vs. Water Season 1. I don't know the actual season number, but it's available on Amazon Prime. And I'm also a big fan of Survivor Second Chances. I was going to say Second Chances. So if not, I'll say the other Blood vs. Water. Two. Yeah. Um with Nat and Jeremy are on that is great and if you I'm gonna say two more Game Changers is all returners players it's a phenomenal season and the third one is a more recent game that has all new players is David and Goliath season 37 I really really like that season um and that's it yeah if there's more Send us a message, send us a DM, give us a text. Yeah, anyone who listens knows us. I knows think. our phone numbers directly. And, well, I don't know, our audience could reach. We got a lot of shout outs on social media today. If you're listening and you like it, if we get social media uh, shout outs, then we'll. Um, our if you audience have a business will grow. that you want us to sponsor during this time of economic uncertainty. Yeah, Tinky Weddings. It's called Tinky Weddings. Oh. That's the business. Okay. <laughs> At Tinky Weddings, follow them <laughs> for all of your wedding services needs. Um, but also, like, if you have, like, a small biz and you or want to shout weddings, out, like, yeah. Tinky Weddings or Tinky Media or Tinky Real Estate. <laughs> or Deucey Simone. Or at Deucey Simone. Please let us know and we will give you a shout out. Okay. Well, right. as soon as this um, social distancing is over, we will have lots of guests. Lots of guests lined up. So. It's going to be big. It's, we're doing big things. Good night. Good night and good luck.